listening to Mind of the Alpha, raw, unedited, and straight from the wolf's mouth. Oh, what's up, motherfuckers? This is Bobby. We're back up in this den. I got Geo. What up? And then we have a uh, very, very, very talented special guest this evening. We have um, Lurchins. Lurchins? What? Who the fuck are you, bro? It's good all you podcasting motherfuckers. I go by your name, Lurchums, the gatekeeper, the king of Rhode Island. Uh-huh. I'm a hip-hop artist and public figure from the little old state of Rhode Island. And shit gets real out on these internet streets, so let's get into it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm ready to go, man. How, how the fuck you been, man? I've been trying to... I've been waiting on this for a month now. We've been talking about doing this for a month, and finally it's here, bro. I appreciate it, bro. I just had so much going on, brother. I'm working on an album that's coming out in the next month or so. I had a lot of things going on in other areas, too. I shut down a business I had, and I had to put everything in the storage because it was too much. So i just been kind of tied up. But I was looking forward to do it because I'm intrigued by doing things like podcasts and shit like that because everybody's got their own look and angle about shit. And I want other shit, too. I think it's great. Yeah, right. Hell yeah. So you you um I actually met you on TikTok, man. I, I follow you on TikTok and you've got a pretty pretty big are you doing cocaine over there, Gio? What the fuck are you doing, bro? Did you just do the not rocking in the corner? I did. God damn it, dude. Two of them <laughs> Um but anyways, I, I, I came across Lurch on, on TikTok, man, and I was like, this motherfucker's intriguing. I was like, because I, I was watching one of your lives, and I'm like, man, I got to talk to this guy. I got to get him on here. So you're you're from Rhode Island. Um, yes, sir. How did you get into what you're doing? I mean, you're, you know, you've been in the rap game for a while. I know you, you All know, time. you've had a rough, you a rough upbringing, from what I understand. Yes, Tell me about this, man. What what's up? Uh, the way it goes, I've been in the hip hop my whole life. Like I grew up in the neighborhood where I was like, honest to God, one of my family was like the only Caucasian family in the area. So all my friends were Spanish, Black, Cape Verdean, Puerto Rican, Mexican, everything you can imagine. So when you grow up in a neighborhood like that, you tend to turn out a little bit different than your average Caucasian. So a lot of people like coming up, man, it was like all different things was just different being in that type of a setting, being Caucasian. So that led me into the life of hip hop because we all know hip hop was born and raised on the streets. You know what I mean? So that's when I first got into it, just being raised in the same neighborhoods that hip hop came from. So and I just felt like. It was almost like a look into the story of someone's past. You know what I mean? Because the hip hop artists were like almost like reporters, <clears throat> reporters from the ghetto, from bad neighborhoods and all that. And once it branched all over the world, look where it's at now. You know, and I just fell into it when I was younger and I fell in love with it. And it's just been like my first album I ever picked up was KRS-One and Boogie Down Productions. And that's why I fell in love with hip hop. The first time I heard KRS speak. I knew I wanted to be a part of it for the rest of my life. And then here we are. You know what I mean? So, so how many, um, so KRS, I don't, I'm not, I don't think I'm familiar with him. And I thought I was pretty hip to the rap game, man. Come on. Everybody holds on the whoop, whoop. That's the sound of the police. Whoop, whoop. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I remember that. I just bring it back to him to get the, get to get the commercial out. shit. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So you, you, um, where are they from? Are they, are they from out there where you're at? Or they are from... ones from New York. Are they really? Mm-hmm. Well, he, he the Boogie Down Productions is a crew. KRS-One is an individual. Okay. He's a rapper. He's actually like a, a professor, bro. He does lectures in colleges and everything else. You wouldn't even believe how knowledgeable that man is. How he speaks bro, it, it, looks it, the it's world. It's got to be, I mean, you, in order to, in, in my opinion, in order to really be 
considered a lyrical genius. You've got to be smart as fuck, dude. You know what I mean? The linguistic ability alone, like your vocabulary has to be higher than the average person to be able Absolutely. to, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, just to be able to flow like that. Right. Put you words know, together, a lot of rappers, it makes sense. It's crazy because a lot of rappers, like me, myself, I can't spell worth a shit. I can't spell for nothing. Like, if I write something out, you would swear it was, like, written by an eighth grader, seventh grader, like, the way it's worded. Like, I write the way I sound. And it's crazy because right. when rappers invent their own way to write words because of the way we have to remember how to say it when we spit it back. So if we said a word a certain way, we might write it differently, like, the way you actually said it as opposed to the way that it's actually spelled because it helps us to remember the way we said it in the middle of the verse. Like Eminem's notorious for rhyming words that shouldn't rhyme. Give and us an example. Oh shit. I knew you were going to do that too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I didn't even put you on the spot. It's just like, it's interesting. Yeah, yeah, it's tough because it's something that it happens like sporadically. Organically. It happens, yeah. It happens organic. So it's like, let me think like, all right. So if I said, I was walking out the, oh, I was jumping out the window trying to see what I was going to get into. You might spell window like W-I-N space D-A. And then like I-N-T-A. So you say it like that as opposed to I was jumping out the window trying to see what I can get into. Window don't rhyme. But if you say I'm jumping out the window to see what I can get into. Now those two words words that should have never rhymed rhyme perfectly and you know exactly what they mean. Yeah. And so what, what do you like the greatest your, your your way of um what would you what would you compare your your style of rap to? I mean what what genre or what like East Coast, West Coast, what, what you know, Southern hip hop? I, I, my style is like the golden era style that came from boom bap and I'm a storyteller. So like okay. I, I don't I, I honestly I say I don't even write music I write movies and I write videos and shit because I see it in my head and I just write out the scenario and rhyme. So in my mind like every song I've ever written I've already had a music video lined up in my head or uh, anything like it, it's just crazy. So I, I I think the storytelling aspect of hip hop was the most important thing to me because I grew up in a house we didn't have TVs all the time. We you know what I mean we had the radio. Yeah, I mean, right. you could find the radio, and even if you didn't have one of your own, you could listen to the neighbors through the window. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? It was always music, no matter right. how broken you were. Music was always there. So, right. I think that a lot of people can relate to that, man. I mean, even like I grew up poor as fuck. You know what I mean? But we yeah. always had, we always had the ability to listen to music. Yeah. Um. It's crazy. It's one, crazy. Of, one of the craziest things, man. And I was talking about this Saturday night. When um, NWA came out with their with their tape, you remember that shit? Fuck the police! I got it on vinyl right now. Yeah, dude. How, where, what did you think when you first heard <laughs> that? First thing I thought was fuck the police. Hell yeah! <laughs> right? the first thing I thought I was right. with because I was the white dude in the neighborhood that the cops always pulled to the back of the car first. Like you know they're gonna get you in trouble. Just tell us something. We'll get you out of here. And then when they realize that I'm not one of, like, I'm not your typical person like that, then they look at you like you're one of them, quote unquote. You know what I mean? That's how the society was. You know what I mean? So, like, I got fucked with by cops just as bad just for being a white boy that was down with all the Spanish cats. Yeah. And cats because and they weren't fucking with you, they assumed that yeah, you're they look at me like a 
So when that first came out, I related to it just like anybody else from the streets did because we were tired of the cops fucking with us and we was like, fuck the police. And I was a young buck too. I was like 13, 14 and already had that kind of like mentality about it. Before that ever dropped, the reason why it did such great numbers is because it was relatable. No matter what color you were, not only was it relatable, but it was, uh, I mean, it was against everything that was going on at the time. You know what I mean? Like, nobody ever said, fuck the police out loud. You know what I mean? Bro, nobody I got pulled over in Daytona Beach, Florida, 19, spring break 1997 in a rental car for spinning that song by the Volusia County Sheriffs. And it's a memory that's still in the back of my mind. Every time I hear that song, everything. And they punked me for being the white dude that was playing the fuck the police song on Daytona Beach, driving down the sand. Yep, I got pulled over. Pissed, bro. But I, yeah. So that's, that's I believe it, man. They fucked with me. I remember when uh when I was my first the first time I ever got in trouble, I was listening to I was down in Miami and I was listening to um Juvenile four hundred four hundred degrees. You remember that album? Yeah, yeah. Bro, I swear to you, I got it. I love it. Yeah, yeah. So all my all my friends were up here in Ohio, or because I was from Ohio, from Cincinnati, and no, it hadn't hit the scene up here yet, right? Mm. We're bumping that down there, and I remember we were. I was man, I I must have been thirteen years old, and we were on the beach, and I went down there to see my uh, my uh, cousin because she was going to Flagler College in Saint. St. Augustine, Florida, and uh, we were getting fucked up on the beach, man. I remember listening to that, and I remember the cops slamming me into the sand, fucking with me, man. I'm telling you, like, they didn't give a fuck back then, and I think that that was the kind of the turning point, uh, you know what I mean? And then, I don't know, man. What was the first rap album you ever heard that that really made you feel a certain way? Probably the East 1999 Eternal. Oh, my God. Feel to be put on the spot, Geo, motherfucker. <laughs> it didn't take yeah, you to answer it. I'm good at that shit. I'm good Yo, at it's that. It's funny dude. what you said about that music not breaking up from down south up here because when that out though that whole rise of that southern music out of Louisiana happened, I was living in Daytona, so we was hip to that shit. We was right. hip to it. When I came up north, brother, no bullshit. I still dressed like I was from New York area, but I had a no limit tank around my neck. Solid gold. When I came up <laughs> no bullshit. They just didn't understand it up here. I was one of the first motherfuckers on here rocking Master P's make crack like this. It was like, make crack, make like, crack this. like this. Ghetto yeah. Like yeah, I was one dude. of the first people that had that up here in Rhode Island for a fact. People were like, oh shit. Then all of a sudden it blew up. He started making the no limit movie. Shit was crazy. Dude, I had the Master P doll. My daughter had it when she was like five. He pulled the string and he was like, ah, nah, 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 <laughs> nah, nah, nah. <laughs> No bullshit. No I love Remember it. Ice, ice cream, man. Yeah, hell yeah. You ended up with a topless Master P doll because your daughter take the clothes off it and put it on something else. <laughs> That's right. what you end up with when you bought the Master P doll. A topless, a topless Pete Miller. <laughs> Thanks for that. <laughs> Thanks, Master P. <laughs> Where's that motherfucker at now, though, man? I mean, what if he came out with some music right now? When's the last time he put out any anything? Dude, he came out with some hard shit right now. I'm not gonna lie. I'm listening, even though his whole lifestyle changed and everything. Fuck yeah, I'm listening, bro. Yeah, he's, just, one of, he's a lyrical yeah, because the lifestyle changed shit. That might make his music better. You know what I'm saying? Like it was like the was same flip he, between he, Biggie's "Ready to Die" and then "Life After Death." You know right, what I mean? Right. The same shit that it's like. I feel like any real musician, like incorporate their life and the shit that's happening to them into their music so it's like yeah like 
if you put out bangers when you were going through one thing and then you change your whole life up, then you drop some new shit. But you know what I'm saying? That's a new perspective because you're living Absolutely. a different life now. But yeah, but you know, show us how to get it. Show us how to keep it. You know what I'm saying? Right? That's how right. I feel about it. Right. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Sure. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. I'm glad you said that. But I mean, I also know. like some artists say they don't have the ability, but it's like it's not always about dropping a new CD. Sometimes you got to live a little bit of life before you put yeah. out more music, right? You I don't drop to write about at all with my music. Like, I don't drop as often as people would like me to because I want my music to have substance. I right. want my music to come from a place where it was inspired and not forced. Right. You notice the difference in people. As soon as they get their deal, their music before they get their deal is inspired. It's that gully, gritty, I wish I had something type music. And then when exactly. it changes because yeah, it's fucking just different. So the now it's make them do what makes yeah, money. Like, you got six weeks. We booked the studio time now. So you got to go in now and you got to go into the studio and do it when you're not even inspired. We'd have a yeah. lot better music if we would allow these young cats to just be inspired and not put them on deadlines and let them make it organically. That's no, why the new rap is shit. This new rap is garbage, man. It's, like, it's not about the music. Too. It's about what, what's like clicky and poppy and what they feel like they can make money. I don't even know if it's that, man. I think what it is is a lot of these kids are coming up and they're they're rapping about shit they've never experienced before as well. You know what I mean? Like Because they know that they get in there. Money. But they get in there I and they get this mumble rap going. I got What's a completely that? different outlook on it, too. My outlook on it is this is the result of a generation left behind. This is the result of Reaganomics. This is the result of bringing kids, taking their fathers out of their homes. So now you got an entire generation raised by single mothers. And these are the kids that came out of those relationships that were formed with children that were, weren't even raised with two parents that don't know a structured family, trying to teach the next generation how to raise a structured family. So what do they have to talk about? They don't have nothing right. to talk about. They own, That's why this whole generation... <laughs> It's feminized because of it. The yeah, but the thing is, man, is you can crazy. still, you can still like. Here, here's the thing, man. A lot of these new rappers, like, uh, look at the Island Boys, man. They don't even make sense when they fucking talk. You know what I'm saying? Like, they're not talking about nothing. All they're doing is trying to sound good. You know what I mean? And hold on, they, and what they're doing is they're trying to make the next banger for the club. They make 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 the right. next banger. You know what I mean? It's not. It's not the same as it used to be. That's what I was, but that's a perfect example of what I'm talking about. That's not about they're making music to make money, not to like right. tell a story. Not for to, clout. They're making money for They're, they're literally making music just for trying clout. to get paid. They're trying to put out the next banger or something that can be played in the club. They're not producing anything that somebody could play and help get them through a hard time or right. help get them through a breakup. Or yeah, help get in ten years to make money or be a man or be a woman. There's none of that music no more. You can't right. put fucking music on and go catch a vibe button. I won't say all of them, but a lot of them, man. Like, for instance, Mac Miller. I think Mac Miller was one of the few young bucks that was super duper fucking talented, gone way before he deserved to go. Agreed. But, dude, it's just crazy. So there are there are diamonds in the rough for this younger generation, so I won't spit shit on the entire younger generation, but there's a good portion of these motherfuckers that got no common sense that are doing that ringtone rap. Uh, if you know this, right? Think about you know it, like our bro. We had ringtones you had to purchase. What were they? Right. Little fucking thirty second clips. Right. These kids have harmonies and songs that are fucking thirty seconds. It's <laughs> ringtone rap. It's ringtone yeah. rap. Look at Brit Barbie. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Uh-huh. You know, so you know, and I'll probably catch some flack from this from you guys, probably even and even uh, our listeners. But I'll say you know it. who I think has a little, you know, some talent. If they were tweaked a little bit, it would be Migos. 
you know something i don't disagree if there wasn't a, a, like everything going on right now it's the saddest thing in the fucking world mm-hmm. everything that just happened with quavo offset you know what i mean like it's nuts bro this whole situation is nuts you got mob ties involved in it. Jay Prince Jr. Now Jay Prince is stepping up talking. Like, there's just all kinds of beef. They like Quavo got into it with homie mm-hmm. at the fucking awards. Like, it's just nuts, man. That whole situation should have never happened. You got too much money to be playing in the streets. Why the fuck? I'll never understand why these artists don't get the fuck away from that. Look at what just right? happened with homie at the fucking Waffle House inside mm-hmm. South Central. He was in a gang-infested neighborhood. Every fucking block around there has a different gang on it. You can't go from one street to the next out there without running into a different team. He went to the Waffle House in the worst fucking neighborhood. I'm not even from L.A., and I know better than to go to that Waffle House. You right. know what I'm saying? <laughs> right. My boy, B&B Rock, went there with his girl. They rolled on him. You know what I'm saying? They seen him in a $70,000, $80,000 car sitting in the parking lot walking with $2,000 worth of jewelry. You ain't going to get caught. Why the fuck would you go to that Waffle House? They're moving like they got no common sense. When you got that kind of money, you better have something to protect it or someone think, to protect you. Do you think that's because... That's what Bobby said. Like, it's because they don't live that life. Like, they're yeah. talking about living their life. They got the money and they're flashing it. But it's like, real motherfuckers who really know, they know you can't just step out like that wearing all of your you shit if you're not deep you and strapped bro. to protect yeah, yourself. But then, you know you know got, then you got cats like Young Dolph that got hit. You know what I mean? Like, and I know once again, moving the way he should have like he lived, he lived that you know that you know what I mean. He lived that life he was talking about, but he still exactly. I know what you mean. He's he's stepping out like he still can do. You got that. hit moving you know, away. He should him. not have been moving. Exactly. Exactly. You're a boss. You move like a boss. You need to know who you are. He was moving in Makita's don't uh, Makita's cookies, right? Shouldn't have been doing any of that shit like that. You're not in there with the strap on you, running in and out like you're still on the block. Like you can move. You got a fucking camouflage, brand new Corvette. Everybody knows is your shit. You got to have security around you too, man. Yeah, you yeah. have to. You know what I mean? Like, I hate to say that, but you do. And you're from those neighborhoods. Even if you ain't gonna have paid security, have a couple of goons you came up with around. That's what I was gonna say. Even security is security, whether they're professional security or motherfuckers from yeah, your block exactly. that you know they got your back that are really like I'm mm-hmm. not big like these other artists I don't move anywhere without been making sure I'm absolutely 110% protected I live in the right. smallest state in the United States and have one of the biggest names out of this state right now I can't move the way other people can move because of that I can't just go downtown Providence and do a show without watching my surroundings and everything because somebody who hates the fact that I'm in a position they can't get to will try to hurt me just based off of hatred. That's the world we live in today. Somebody take a pop shot at you because they feel like they deserve to be in your spot and you don't deserve it when you're the one that's kept it real the whole time and did the most to give back and the most to do all this, but still hatred will have you taken out. If you got 5,000 people that love you, there's 10,000 people that want your spot. Never forget that. So you got to move accordingly. And I just can't see how these other artists at this level of success, you know where you came from. You know where you came from. There is no fucking reason in the world why you should be getting hit up. But I wonder if it's because nobody's, they don't have the right people surrounding them telling them, like, hey, you know, this is what you need. Like, like, I'm sorry, man. Like, if I, you know, if I come from a poor background, right? And all of a sudden I got millions of dollars. Like, I don't know what the fuck I'm doing. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know how to invest that money. I don't know where to do with that money. The problem is they have yes brother. Yeah, exactly, bro. They got these people telling them like, yeah, let's buy this chain. Yeah, buy that car. Yeah, Yeah. buy that house. Yeah, you know, flaunt that shit. You know what I mean? And then you've got these fucking people around you that are not real. 
So here, here's my thing. You get the people around you that are not real and they're not your real friends. They're around you because of what you can provide for them, right? And what you can give them, right? So these same people are bragging on fucking social media, on TikTok, on Facebook, on Twitter, on fucking Instagram. Like, hey, I'm hanging out with so-and-so at this club at this time. You can't do that when you have no. That's how they dollars. get caught, bro. That's how exactly. they get caught. It happens all Everybody the time. Knows where I don't you're going post, what you're doing, bro. I don't never post live from a show, live for an event, or nothing. People know I'm there because flyers go out and all that shit. When situations like that, when you when you got your team around you and you're in a good position, then you can do shit like that because flyers and everything, the promotion for the show has already told everybody you're there. So you can right. move like that when you're doing a big show when everything is set up for your success. But you can't be moving like that when you're doing these little backdoor deals, getting little features, doing this, doing that. Everyone's not safe. The blueprint's already been laid out. Why cats don't follow it, I'll never understand. Just look at the way the mafia moved. You had the boss, right? But the boss had a consigliere. He had somebody that he could go to for advice, an advisor. Even though he was the boss, he had another smart mind around him helping to guide him so it wasn't a decision made by one person at the end of the day anyway. That's why it was so hot, tough for them to be infiltrated because of the structure of it. Today, there's no structure. Well, and forgive me, man. Like, I'm I'm not going to lie, dude. I'm buzzed up pretty good right now from this uh, stuff. You were drinking. Rise drafts, ass. I'm yeah, sure. shelf. Rhode Island's a medical marijuana state, motherfucker. And right, we went fully right. legal. Straight up. Right, right. But, <laughs> but there was a mob boss, and I can't remember his fucking name right now, man. But uh, his name, it was a C back in the 70s. What was his fucking name? Damn it. Anyways, he was a mob boss. And one of the things that he would do is he would get off the phone with another mobster, right? And he would always have his wife answer the door. Always, right? Okay? No matter who was coming over, his wife would answer the door, greet the person that was meeting him, sit him down, give him a cup of coffee, talk to him for about a half an hour, give him some cookies and shit. He always did that because he was trying to get them to calm down, no matter what they were talking about, right? You got to have shit like that in your life, man. You got to have these stops. You got to have these stops in place to get to you. You got to stop people from getting to you. Right? It's crazy, man. There's levels to shit, and that's where people fuck up and don't realize it, man. Everybody, people don't realize you can't have a team if people are not playing different positions. You mm -hmm. know what I mean? There's only one mm -hmm. fucking quarterback. I need receivers. Right. I need people to block to make sure I can get the pass off so we can move further down the field. You know what I mean? Like, it's yep. just crazy. Like, we need all those things in position. And if you know who your quarterback is, then God damn it, treat him like the fucking quarterback. And one, of the, one of the issues, man, is you get, if you get the wrong people on your team, everybody's trying to be the quarterback. That's the problem, bro. There was a time back in the day where the streets rallied around its talent and made sure its talent made it out. Didn't let them hustle. Didn't let them get jammed up in the streets. Nah, little motherfucker, go hit that basketball court. Go hit that baseball field. Go hit whatever it is you're good at. Go do that because that's your shot out of here. And the streets would rally around them. Those days are dead, brother. That's why on the internet, any soapbox I get, I always try to reach out and talk to the youngsters, man, because if I can change the way one of them thinks about shit and help to guide them to a better way, I'm going to do that, man, because there ain't too many of the OGs that made it about those situations that are even willing to look that back down to the bottom of the hill because they feel like they're on the top of it. So now we got no clue what's going down in the bottom and where the trenches are. You got to tap back in. These youngsters need help, man. They need guidance. The men that reminds them. me of them Warack cats. Yo, I know each and every. Well, I know a couple of them real good. I know them they, all, though. They they're always getting hated on for what they're doing, but and man, at the Young end of the day, they're not out teams. robbing. They're not out stealing. They're just doing their they're thing. You know what I mean? And that kid, the one that jumps off everything, rapping, reading off his phone. 
His name's Billy. He's AKA Young Malibu, right? Uh-huh. I know him and his homie Lit, the little stocky redheaded one that walks yeah. around with a bowling ball. <laughs> He's <Right>. funny. <laughs> right. Yeah, I know them all, man. That's funny. One of them, yeah, one of them jumped out from underneath the couch cushion. The whole video happened. You thought the video was over. Then he crawled out from underneath the couch cushion in the couch. Like the couch looked perfect. He crawled out from underneath <laughs> the couch cushion. I was like, where the fuck did he just come from? And why did that look so perfect before he did that? <laughs> what the fuck just happened? Yo, but they're so funny. And it's crazy because I linked up with Billy and Lit a couple of times just so Billy knew he had one of the older cats around the way from Rhode Island who's in the game, who sees what he's doing, you know what I mean? And, and encourages him. That shit's great to me. They're the jackass of Rhode Island. You kidding me? Two of the biggest things coming out of Rhode Island right now is War Rack and the Gatekeeper. And these are facts. Right. You know, it's crazy. I agree. You know, it, it, we're doing the most sucks, it, right now. It's bullshit that people hate on them kids for that. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like I hate when I see people talking about them and, and, and hating on them for that. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, I, dude, I, I, I co-sign I them anytime anybody asks me. I hear about them fucking fifty times a day on TikTok and I co-sign them every time. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I've, I've actually seen you I've seen you do some videos on that, man. I I, I have what everybody else is saying. I don't care. I'm proud of them youngsters. They could be doing a lot of dumb shit. They're all working jobs, legitimate little nine to fives right now, and still making content, trying to get the fuck up out of here, trying to help their families out. And they've been around for a minute, too, in years, even before TikTok. Yeah, hell yeah. They blew up on fucking Facebook. We're just funny as fuck. Hell yeah, yo. Billy is <laughs> the hardest rapper in the world, too. He'd be jumping <laughs> off his phone. He'd be like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then he He's goes in the room, like, bitten. You know, they got to a fist fight in the fucking library like three weeks ago because some dude tried to smack Billy's phone out of his hand. He went head up with some 50-year-old dude in the library. Because <laughs> the dude tried to hit him and Billy defended himself. Ended up throwing the old guy on the ground, like kind of half choking him, allegedly. <laughs> allegedly. <laughs> allegedly. <laughs> you got to so say, what, like, what do you, uh, what's the game? You know, we ain't gonna turn this into a flat right? interview, allegedly. <laughs> well, what what's the gatekeeper smoking on these days, man? Ah, uh, dude, right now I'm smoking on red runs. Mm-hmm. Damn, do you? Crazy. Sorry about that. Nah, no worries. His whole ass crack was just out in my face, too, dude. Could be worse. His whole no couldn't. Could be worse. I'll tell you right you now. Seen that? If you, you both could be professional wrestlers, and you could have done some uh-huh. kind of finishing move like Yoko Zunas to you, and you'd have been really. <laughs> <laughs> so it could have been worse <laughs> just think if vince mcmahon had a fucking had you two under contract and decided he wanted him on top of your face you'd do it <laughs> but yeah, i you know, mean, I'm getting paid you can <laughs> the fuck out of me bro you know what it i mean just scary. my ass that's funny it might be scary but you see all those heroes it ain't gonna matter <laughs> what what uh what what's going on out in Rhode Island in the rap scene? I mean, is there any you know? I know you you you're putting your shit out. Is yeah, there any, any other artists that are up and coming that we King need to know about? Or? Shit right now, whoa life. Who is who is winning it? over everything? His name is King Handsome. That's my brother. Everybody go check him out. King Handsome, whoa life. W O E L I F E, whoa life. Yeah, King Handsome. He's a savage. Yo, he puts out. He got so much music out there. He drops projects all the time. I feel like he's the future when it comes to like Rhode Island hip hop music. You know what I mean? What, Him, what kind of style is he? He's got some music out there. My brother, well known as Superfire. He just came home from doing damn near 10 years. Otherwise, he would have been a household name by now. He went away in the middle of his run. That shit sucked. So are you are you signed with any labels or are you just nah, independent? I'm or? independent. Are you really? 
Yes, sir. T G K E N T. <laughs> I got yo. My name is an LLC, brother. Lurchum's LLC. No bullshit. I saw that. Right, so how do you, how do you um, what do you feel like? I mean, what? How hard is it to put, get your music heard? I mean, if if you're dealing with that on your own, extremely okay. hard. Brother. You just got to be diligent and keep putting out good work. And if you believe in something wholeheartedly, other people are going to believe in it too. It's just gotta you got a new wild. song, y'all, don't you? Yeah, I got one. Well, the most recent thing I dropped was the hitters with Shaq, hey. Arsenal, and King Handsome, the artist that was talking about. You care if I play a little bit of it? I, I haven't spent that. All right, I'm, I'm going to play it real quick. Let's hear I it. I got first verse. Arsenal has second. Shaquille O'Neal has third. And King Handsome is on the hooks. The, boot, the beat is produced by Ill Brown out of Chicago. Shaquille Will O'Neal. Yes, sir. Here we go. <laughs> Let's do it. Yeah, you can spin that. For everybody just tuning in, you listen to the Mind of the Alpha podcast. Let's go. Nobody else can hear it, you dancing motherfucker. <laughs> he loves it. I don't think he knows nobody else is there with him. <laughs> is my mic still on? That's great. Gio, can you hear me? Yeah. I don't, I don't think he knows no one else is listening. Huh? I don't think he realized no one else could hear that. <laughs> they can't hear it? No, nobody could. We're watching you dance like fucking Soul Train over <laughs> And nobody can hear a fucking thing. I commentated the whole shit. I just had to commentate the whole shit. <laughs> it'll be in there. I'm Joe be, Rogan just well, now. Thank God. It'll be, yeah. <laughs> it'll, be in, it'll be in there, I promise. <laughs> I think you should leave it out. <laughs> we just gotta put it in the YouTube video. Oh, that was, this oh, it's it. this is just Bobby dancing. Oh, Damn, bro! I'm, I'm. Why didn't you tell me sooner? I think that'd be great, yo, bro. You gotta take that, clip that, and put that over everything. Put it all out there, man. That's the podcast. man. I love that shit. Yeah, dude, it's fire. Shaq goes crazy it. in the end of it. He said, I'll jump on my plane right now, me, Arson, Lurch, and land that bitch in an hour. <laughs> you know, Shaq was <laughs> Did you actually get to meet him? Yeah, we was in the studio, though. How it happened was I won Arsenal the Rebels Instagram tournament. He did a battle rap tournament on Instagram. I won that shit. So I won a flight down to Florida, right, uh -huh. and a studio session with Arsenal, a verse from Arsenal, all that. So I told us, I was like, yo, keep the hotel room, keep the flight. I'm driving down there with my nephew anyway. I got, like, family in Tampa, so I don't need the hotel room. I'm good. When I get down there, I'll hit you up. He was like, all right, easy. A couple of weeks later, I jumped in my excursion, drove down the coast, drove to Tampa. Got, I told us I was coming down. We was talking. He said, hey, we got a choice. We could do the song in Tampa at, like, a little home recording studio at his personal studio, or we can go to the studio in Orlando which is like the big boy studio, like a million dollar studio. We could do that if you're willing to travel to Orlando. I was like, hell yeah. I had already booked. A, I had my own hotel room. You know, I had family. I got my own room. I didn't really want us paying for my room and shit. And I knew I was going to stay down longer than a day or two. So I right. just grabbed my own room. My cousin Tarek lived right up the block. So I'd already had the room for a week. But I'm like, fuck it. I'll go to Orlando. We'll do that. So I drove to Orlando, booked another room, ended up in the studio with Arsenal. We started recording the song. And, uh, 
his he had put Arsenal put a clip of what we had already worked on on his Instagram story. I guess Shaq had seen that. Shaq was Shaquille O'Neal was already following me and shit. He was already a fan of what I was doing, and uh, he hit up Arsenal's phone. He called Arsenal's phone. He seen the clip and he he realized I was down in Orlando. Like I'm in the studio with Arsenal, and he uh he was like, "What up, Lurch?" I I said, "Yo, Shaq, motherfucking Diesel." He was like, "The gatekeeper." It was it was crazy. And I'm talking to his phone, right? He was like, why don't you let me hop on that song? I was like, fuck yeah, Shaq. I was like, Shaq, you stay right there. And I walked right back over to Arsenal. I handed him the phone. I was like, yo, Shaq wants to jump on the track with us. I gave him my blessing. Let's do it. Right? So Arsenal later that night, I'm thinking that him and Arsenal are going to go do it at Shaq's home studio. I didn't think I was going to get to meet Shaq or be around Shaq in the studio or any of that. So right. no bullshit. I leave the studio that night. Like Later on that night, boom, I go back to the hotel room. I check out of the fucking hotel room in the morning, drive all the way back to Tampa, two and a half hours. By the time I get back there, I'm lounging in our hotel room. Me and my son are hanging out talking. My phone rings at 5.30. It's Arsenal. I'm like, yo, what's good, Arsenal? He's like, yo, can you be back at the studio in Orlando by 9 o'clock? He said, uh, I got a surprise for you. I said, fuck yeah, I'll be there at 9. I hung up the phone. I looked at my son. I was like, let's go. We're about to hit the studio with Shaq. He's like, for real? I said, pack it up. Let's go. I already knew. <laughs> so, boom, I jumped back in the excursion. We're flying over because he called me at like 5.30. I got to be there at 9. It's like a three-fucking-hour ride across Florida. Like, you right, know what I mean? Yeah. Like, yo, I'm going to be like five, 10 minutes late. I got to book, check into the hotel room. I check into the hotel room. As I am as I leave the hotel room, go back to the studio downtown Orlando. It's up upstairs from Club Pulse or something like that. Million dollar studio. I'm pulling into a secured parking lot where you got to pay the, uh, the kiosk thing, the park and all that, right? As I'm pulling in, I hear somebody go, the gatekeeper. I turn around. It's fucking Shaq at the parking thing. Oh, damn, it's man. Big. No bullshit, bro. I wasn't even thinking. I hopped right out. I put the fucking excursion in park. I looked at my son. I was like, yo, park this shit. He ain't never drove me a skirt in a game in his fucking life. What was I thinking? I, like, I had no idea. I know. You should have seen his face. He's like, shit, first time I'm going to drive this and Shaq's here. The first was all on him. You know what I mean? Like, like, <laughs> he ended up parking the truck. He did a good job. But yeah, man, we just ended up in the studio and the rest is history, man. We hung out with him the whole night in the studio. It was mad funny because when Shaq got in the booth, that motherfucker's so tall, he had to sit down on a bar, like a bar, like one of those tall back bar stools that have the back to it and everything. Right, he yeah, had to yeah. sit down on one of those in the booth because he, if he, if he would have stood up in there, he'd have been hunched over. <laughs> that motherfucker was big, bro. The booth was just too small for Shaq. Bro, yeah, can you he, imagine that motherfucker like standing in front of you? How tall that bitch is, dude, man! Arsenal is God like damn. six one, six two. I'm like six three and a half. Shaq's like seven fucking five. Yeah, and seven five. I'm standing on one side. Arsenal standing on the other, and he made both of us look like Gary Coleman. Like no bullshit, <laughs> bro. We, straight up, I was like, "What you talking about, Shaquille? Like straight <laughs> up, like I'm like was huge, so big, that bro. Gary Coleman. Yeah, hell yeah." He put his hand on my shoulder. I was like, damn, that shit look like a fucking bunch of plantanos or bananas up there. That shit was so big, bro. <laughs> Yo, his hand was so big. He made me feel so... I, I'm a big dude. When you're somebody my size, you don't feel little that often. Right, you know yeah. I mean? So to feel yeah. small, I ain't felt that since I was a kid. <laughs> I didn't even know how to bro, take that's it. that's how I feel when I stand next to Gio. This motherfucker's like six foot five, like 400 pounds, dude. Like, Why he, he don't look... his ass crack like he won't leap on you? Because <laughs> I ain't scared. <laughs> That don't mean you still can't get fucked up. Dude, I ain't been scared and got hurt before. Hold on, hold, on, hold on. Two things. Two things. One, number one, he's my brother. You know that. what I mean? Two, he'll pop I Say to talk I about it. I ain't worried about it. Number two, I got a bottle right here, dude. <laughs> I knew it. 
I knew number two was our pop Tio. I didn't know how he was going to Tio. I didn't know how he was going to go about doing it. But I had a feeling number two. <laughs> motherfucker, if you hit me with a bottle, you're a bitch. You know what I mean? With your big ass. You know what I'm saying? Like, so that's what I'm saying. Like, I'm, I'm a. people slide through and get two brothers about the fifth fight. going to hit me with a bottle over my ass. Allegedly. It's all allegedly. I said, I said, he said, it's all alleged. All of it's alleged. You know what I mean? I edited this video. It's a legend. It's uh, <laughs> the thing is, bro, is if you jumped at me though for making fun of your ass crack, you you think you think I'm just gonna stand up to your big ass motherfucker? I'm gonna have to hit you with a bottle. I mean, but that bottle is big enough to make me that much more angry. Not if I break and stab you with it. Welcome to the gatekeeper show, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> right? Our first fight on the card. <laughs> so hey, speaking of fighting, man, I see you all the time talking about boxing and shit. Do you box? I did when I was younger, brother. I had an amateur book, like when like in my late teens and shit. For real? <laughs> yeah. But I ain't so done what, it in years, bro. I'm just an what, old motherfucker. What's up with that doing, man? I see you all the time talking about you're gonna box like I would love to get that? one of these younger motherfuckers into a ring just because I know Big I'll King. put down the cigarettes. What happened with Big King? Remember Big King? Nah, yeah, but Big King was just, he's just a shit talker. He ain't he never going like to be back. He, I'll be honest with you. Big King, if you're listening to this, and you probably never will, but I, I feel like you're a bitch, and I feel like the gatekeeper's going to whoop your ass. What's yeah. up with that, man? What, yeah, what he happened He won't even there? go on the live, dude. He won't even yeah, jump no, on the live. What, what, what happened there? How'd that get started? Nah, he's just a pump faker, and people just asked me about him, and I said something, and then he responded and made a video. Another dude is that dude, Burner420. Dude's got pink hair. He does prison content yeah. trying to check yeah. me. I was like, bro, I've been to jail. People that walk around with pink hair nine times out of ten had Kool-Aid on their lips, Eminem on their fucking eyes. <laughs> they had a dress made of legal paper. So don't fucking try to pump me, motherfucker. I've seen you before. Now go pleat those fucking khakis and shut the fuck up. Like, straight up. <laughs> Like, you know, straight up. It's like, it's just all these dude that internet personalities. Big key internet exactly, personalities. Man. All of really, them. They don't really bring nothing either, man. If you watch, They're if you cool. actually watch some of their content, it's garbage, dude. It doesn't mean nothing. You know, no, you know what I, I mean? got like, with that other listen, dude. That hold on. When, when I listen to you talk to you, or like you, no. you talk about shit. You know what I mean? You do shit. You talk about shit. These other it's, guys, it's like, what the fuck are they even talking about? Yeah, nothing. Nothing. It's all the same shit. Like that dude, Jimmy Mooney, I got into it with him too because he was showing children how to fight with improper technique. <laughs> You're teaching these kids how to fight. They're going to break their fucking hand. You're going to give them the, the fighter break that everybody gets from punching shit when they're younger, thinking they're tough. You're teaching they're them how to punch like, They're punching like right. this. You know, they're punching like this with their thumb tucked. Yeah, dude, like it's crazy. So if these kids move on in life thinking that the way Jimmy Mooney does it is the proper way to fight, if they ever get into any type of mixed martial arts or combat fighting or anything like that, even training, they're going to have shit that's already built into their muscle memory from watching a goof like that. No fucking way. That was my problem with it. I love that shit too much. It's the only sports I follow are like combat sports. That's it. So I just hate it when I see motherfuckers trying to lead the kids down the wrong path because now you're going to show them shit that ain't going to work out for them and it's because you're going to get them hurt. They're going to get them hurt. And he was scamming youngsters. He was acting like he was going to give away a PS5 in the height of when those things were the most sought-after things on the planet. He was telling people for gifts they would get put into raffles, and he would give away PlayStation 5s and all this other shit. And he was scamming people. He did the same thing with a red van he had. He ended up trading it in for his truck. I found out all this shit because people what? can't keep their mouth shut. Hold on, they what? I was into it with him. He, he mm -hmm. traded in what? 
he had a truck that he was raffling off to people, making them buy like hundred dollar raffle tickets. And then he said he was going to raffle it off to somebody at the end of a certain period of time. He ended up trading in that fucking truck van to get himself a truck. So he never raffled it off. He still took everybody's money. Wow. He lost two or three accounts over it because of wow. scamming people. And now he's back just hitting that rubber dummy, just doing like fucking fake workout videos. Dude, I did a video about him. Was I was talking shit dummy. on his on his video because did you see the one where he's in his garage hitting that big dummy and he's wearing a coat? Oh, uh, where he wanted a million who fight him for a million dollars? <laughs> yeah, man. I was on that shit. I was like, man, you what the fuck are you doing, bro? Like nobody sits in their garage and fights a fucking fake dummy yeah, and talks dude, about winning a million dollars with a coat on. What the fuck dude, are you I doing? I did a funny ass video where I put my head on one of those rubber dummies <laughs> and I and I <laughs> And I had short shaved hair too, so it was funny as fuck. And I talked as if I was the rubber dummy. And I put the video on TikTok. <laughs> the rubber dummy has its own page. It's called Jimmy Mooney's Rubber Dummy. For anybody that wants to go check that out. <laughs> right. And I talked as if I was the dummy. And I was like, that's right, Jimmy Mooney. I'm letting him know everything. Long days in the yard, lonely nights in the shed. You only pick on me because I can't defend myself. I'm letting the world know, Jimmy Mooney. And then I put it out. It's like a satire video. The shit did like fucking quarter of a million views. I, I gotta dying. see this shit, man. Oh, I dude, gotta see that. So I, that's funny. Yeah, you can't even mention my name in his live. If you go on Big Keen's live and mention my name, they'll block you that fast. Yeah. Huh? Because everybody asks about. They already asked. Man, he people. he's so fake though, man. Like, have you ever, do you know who Big Keen is? If you see him on TikTok, man, he's. I don't even know. He he's got a decent amount of following, and I don't know why. Dude, I, I really can't don't either. I just want to. I don't. I don't, I don't understand why. Was. I'm like, oh, what is okay. it you do that makes people want to follow you? What are you? What is your brand? What am I buying into? Tell me Nothing. about it. Nothing. And he won't even talk to me about it. <laughs> he he's a, he seems like a bitch, man. For Dude, real, it's just crazy how a lot. It's all characters, man. Look at what some of these people do. Some people sleep on TikTok, right? And then have certain gifts that they put up on signs on their walls. And then they have certain gifts where if you give them that gift, a loud sound will play through their stereo system that'll disturb their sleep. And that's their entire TikTok gimmick. TikTok is a crazy fucking place, bro. It's, it's weird, man. Yes, it's weird. It's, it's it's so much different than normal social media than like Facebook and everything. It's weird. Honestly, I like TikTok because you can get money fast on TikTok. I'll keep it all the way real with you. I'm not these other, other cats on TikTok trying to pretend or trying to act like I ain't making the bag or getting money on there. Like, trust me, you can come up on TikTok fast. How many followers do you have? You got like 60,000. I have yeah, just so, sixty thousand. So do you? Do you? Um, let me let me ask you this, man. Do you? I know you have your rap that you do, and in, in your in albums you do TikTok. Yeah. Is that your main source of like income, or do you like? Do you have to no, work? I'm like a hustler. A, I buy and sell everything, brother. I just shut down an antique store, a secondhand oh, store. I tried to have another one out here with a bait shop in the other half of the building, and the town council wouldn't let it happen. So right now, I got a storage full of fucking all types of shit for sale. I've always oh, yeah. bought and sold shit. Anything I can make a legal dollar off of, always flipped it. Didn't matter what it was. Allegedly. 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 I'm done with the other shit. But like all that fucking illegal shit ain't gonna do nothing but get you jammed up. I'm 44. Oh, man. Yeah, man. I've been in the same I've been in the same situation, man. I'm over it. I'm you over that. Believe me. You know what's crazy? Hey, him. You. you know what's crazy, man, is like I remember I was doing all that shit, man. And it was like so much easier. Life was so much easier than when I was selling like, you know, this and that. And and I'm not going to get into all that, but 
But I'm saying, like, I was doing shit that wasn't the right way. You know what I mean? What, yeah, yeah. what? It's fucking hard out here, man. It's hard yeah, out here. You gotta yeah. have some type of grind. If you, you, everybody that works a nine to five got some other type of hustle, some other type of grind. You know what I mean? You can't do it without it, brother. Like, I've been working for me for the last 20 years. I had jobs here and there just because I knew people that work places and shit like that to help out with things I was good at over the years. But other than that, they were all companies that were owned by friends of mine. So it really wasn't even punching the clock for nobody else. It was basically going to fucking hang out and make a few dollars. But yeah, other than that, I've been working for me last 15, 20 years solid. And I've been doing all right, man. I ain't living like high on the hog. But my family's happy. Oh, yeah, I'm happy. Got a roof over your head. You got 18 years old. My son, right now, he's 21, making almost 27 an hour working at Electric Boat, killing it. You know what I mean? As soon as my son was going into high school, I knew I moved up out the hood and got us into a nice neighborhood. Been out here almost like six and a half years now. You know what I'm saying? And it's better opportunity. He wouldn't have had these opportunities if I kept him in Pawtucket. You know, he wouldn't have had these chances he got to be able to go to welding classes and do all this other shit unless I put him in a neighborhood where those things were available to him. So How, that's old your youngest How old is your youngest kid? My youngest kid is 18. My oldest is almost 26. Do they still live with you? My youngest two do. My 19-year-old daughter and my 18-year-old daughter. So yeah. what, do you, what do you think about the current state of the world? I mean, as far as like uh, all the... As, I think as soft as it can get, we're in dangerous times. We got a lot of things going on right now that people are not paying attention to because there's a lot of other things here to distract us, like those Chinese balloons that are flying over our head, the lasers that touch down on the ground in fucking in Hawaii. Hawaii. Yep. There's all kinds of shit going on, brother, and it's like out of sight, out of mind. That shit's a problem. Let me tell you this right now. Talk about the world and with the state of the world we're in right now. That shit with China doing this shit is a problem. This could. Do end you think it's? Do you think it's China world. though? Do you think it's China or do you think? Absolutely. Um, Absolutely. And I've been said it. They said those balloons were here looking at weather patterns. Let me tell you this: planes fly at forty thousand feet to be above the weather. The weather's at twenty thousand, thirty thousand feet. Planes fly at forty. This balloon was at 60,000 feet, okay? 40,000 feet higher than where the weather is. Why the fuck would it be 40,000 feet away from things it's trying to stay on top of and collect information on? <laughs> you understand? That's you why I just hear that? Brother, let me tell you just heard that. That's what I said the other day, dude. Here, here's my take on it, man. I think these Nothing motherfuckers are testing the response time of our fighter jet. I think they're testing us in a hole to see what we're going to do with this because this is like walking up to somebody and slapping them in the face with a white glove. You just exactly. like open to go head up with us right here. And we're already into it right now with Russia. We're fighting a war against Russia right now on the streets of Ukraine. Okay, this is a fact. People can look at that any fucking way they want to. Right now, we're going head up with Russia on the grounds of someone else's country. We're we sending tanks over. We're sending fighter jets. We're sending weapons. For years with other, part of the, other parts of the world. For years on other countries. What's going to happen when the battlefield is here? See, but I don't know if it's going to come here. And I'm going to tell you, and, and I'll tell you why. I feel like, num okay, two reasons. Number one, American citizens are the most weaponized human beings on earth dude like our 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 we have more weapons than a lot of militaries have right okay number two our terrain is so different from florida to fucking colorado it's completely different it's going to be really hard to do that but i really do think right now in my opinion i think china and russia are are 
getting together and they're 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 planning some shit, man. They're sending these fucking UFOs or whatever it is. It's not just kind of rough. But I'm saying what I'm saying is, is and then they have just like the gatekeeper just said, just like the king of Rhode Island just said. In Hawaii, we had them fucking lasers, geo-mapping lasers. You know what a geo-mapping's for? It's to make sure that the missile strikes are more accurate. And they're doing it. Absolutely. And look what they're doing. They're getting in Hawaii. Why yeah. do you think they're in Hawaii? We've got one of our biggest naval bases there. All right? Look at the exactly. places they're looking at now. Pearl Harbor. Why do you think that shit was over the Carolinas? Why do you think it came from up near Washington? What do you think? Only ships that fucking collect crabs go from Washington to Alaska and shit like that? <laughs> like, you, know, you think about it. Like, you got to look at what's going on right now. This is a big fucking problem. This is World War Three, and this time it could turn into something biblical. Like, no bullshit. We're talking about countries that have nuclear powers, and it's all going to be about who's willing to throw the haymaker first, if you ask me. Because if they hit us over here, it's going to be bad because our country ain't like their countries. Their countries, those people are hard over there. Those people are rough. They come up hard. It's not like over here. We're entitled. We're soft. An entire generation of, of us now is the softest we've ever had. You don't think these countries are noticing the same shit we are? The streets are going to be held well, I mean, down by rappers with, and the fucking get the fuck out of here. With they Biden, the with Biden in office hard. right now, man, like that's the weakest we've ever been. Dude, think about it. They waited till our most savage of, of among us are our age now. And look at where we're at. Soft as we've ever been. This is the scariest thing we've ever seen in our human history in this country. I'll guarantee it. People are asleep right now. They're so focused on their phone, they're not even looking up at the sky. We're lucky we've seen Dude, the This is on the apocalypse of the phone. <laughs> I wish That's that would exactly happen. That's exactly what it is. I wish that would happen. <laughs> here's, the, here's the thing. If I you take, if you look back in history and you look back to the, the uh, calendar before it became what it is now, in 1582 in October, it jumps from october 4th to october 15th there's a jump there's no dates in between right so if you add those up we're really in 2011 mm. if you take those 10 days that were missing from the calendar over the last 400 years it adds up to we're really in 2011 right before it became the gregorian calendar Crazy. so what did the mayans say the mind said that world ends and win 2012 right isn't that what they said? Yeah. December 2012 is when the world ends. I don't know if it was yeah, December. Looking at it with the, the dates the way they really should be, that would be then. Exactly. So we're really in 2011 right now. If you add up all those dates, those 10 days that are missing Dude. from October, and if you go back to the calendar, 1582, that's when it starts. That's when the Catholic Church said, and Christianity said, hey, we need to change it. And you know why they did that? Because the calendar was like the least amount of Christian holidays are in October. They didn't want to miss out on those Christian holidays, right? Crazy. Crazy, dude. Absolutely crazy. crazy. Uh, hell yeah, that's wild. But we're in, we're in for some real problems, man. The people are sleeping and it's unfolding pretty fucking fast. It's unfolding pretty fast. When When's the no. last time you ever noticed that the government told us they shot down anything like that? <laughs> We're talking about they shot down the Chinese air balloon. Roswald. <laughs> what? They've been lying since before the Roswald incident. Oh my God! Fucking Roswell, yeah, yeah. You know I'm saying like they never told us no shit like this, man. Like they shot down the Chinese air balloon and it all started. Then they shot down something over Alaska. Then they shoot down oh, something in Canada. Some like this was then they shoot down something in Montana. Then they shoot down something in Michigan. 
Bro, and my son works at a place where they make submarines, bro. He's had nothing but overtime for the last four years. Really? Yeah. He works at an electric boat. Like, you know what I mean? He works at a place where they build things like that. And they've been, he, all they're doing is work, 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 work. Think about it. We, we've had a steady military industry out here for a long time. Companies like that couldn't exist and sustain hiring. Well, fuck, the Pentagon just got it's caught wrong. misplacing $3 billion. Gio, you were talking about that in the group the other day. Yep. What, what's up with that? Because you got to think about it. If they, if they can follow the public information, so can other countries. So if anybody in this country is privy to it, anybody that's watching is privy to it also. So sometimes things got to come up missing to be able to pay for things they don't want you to know they have. Bingo. Bingo. Yeah. The money comes Bingo. up missing. Then the question is not about the real shit right now. It's about where it went. You lose focus on what they did with it when you start wondering where it went. You know? <laughs> Fuck where it went. What'd they do with it? <laughs> yeah. what, 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 I mean, what, Gio, what were you talking about in the group about that? What do you mean? The $3 billion they misplaced. I don't remember the context of how they got brought up at the moment. Oh, yeah. We were talking about something that made me bring that up. What were we talking about? I don't fucking know, dude. See, well, you can't just bring up a specific instance. I brought up the $3 billion because we were talking about that. All I know is that when they, when they did the budgeting, and they were trying to figure out where all of our debt went to. The Pentagon couldn't answer for $3 billion. Yeah. What the fuck? It's just fucked. Like our country spends more on defense spending than the next six countries, twenty-five of which are allies. So that doesn't even think about another thing. Like we just sent all kinds of weapons over to the Ukraine, right? Why do you think that was done? That wasn't done just to help the Ukraine because they're putting shit over there, masking it as helping the Ukraine. But really, it's so we have it when we got to go over there and fight these motherfuckers from yeah, somewhere. It's not just for them. It's so that our ships over there <coughs> when we got to yeah. go over there and you know, officially during the war. What's crazy is I saw a clip from Biden a couple, about six months ago. He was talking about if we start sending uh, weaponry to Ukraine, that that would be World War. That's III. World War Three. Oh yeah. Okay. He's like, we're never going to do that. And then all of a sudden, this motherfucker's sending over X fucking 22s. They're sending over Abraham tanks. They're sending over missiles. All this well, shit. They've sent, they've, they yeah. wanted all of our best shit. They've sent F-22 Raptors, the F-30, F-35 Lightning Cruiser over there, Abram tanks, which is the best tank on the planet. Exactly. Like, they're, they're gearing up for I promise this right now. This is all getting geared up for one reason, one reason only: the 2024 election. This is going to be a sales point for the 2024 election. It's all ramping up right now because then they're going to leave you with a choice: who do you want in office going into this type of problem? Who is that person? Looks like one hundred. Hold on, hold on. Who is that person? Who do you think it is? How you like that? Volley back over the net. I like that. I was gonna say, I, I think we Trump, everybody knows that Trump is going for re-election, and Trump's gonna win. So I mean, I feel like Trump. They're well, setting it up so that Trump will win automatically, like because Biden is. They're like I, actually, I don't idiot. even know. Like Biden's a fucking idiot. Unless Biden he's straight gonna up gonna have he's a better, run again with this other dude before he even gets the nomination. I think. I think there's gonna be. It's I forgot the dude's name, but there's another person that's gonna like if he don't. Do what's right. He's gonna. It could be a problem. Like Trump might not get the nomination. I forgot the dude's name. I just you're heard about DeSantis. You talking about DeSantis? You're talking about for the Republican Party or Democratic Party? Trump's party. 
Republicans. Republicans. Yeah. Um, I think DeSantis is the next one up. I forget who the fuck it is, but Joe Rogan and some other dude that does politics and shit was just talking about it, and they were saying something about it. This person makes a heavy run at it. He's the, this is the only person that could possibly not have Trump sitting in the candidacy for president. The only the only other candidate that I see that could beat out Trump for the Republican nominee would be DeSantis. It might be, it might be DeSantos. That that's the only person I see in that, and the reason being is because his policy on COVID has been so lax since you know since the beginning yeah. of it. But but I'll be honest with you, man. I feel like we've been in World War Three for two years now. Oh, it definitely started. People just don't pay attention, man. They well, don't. Pay I mean, if you look at COVID, that's biological warfare. You look at all the cyber attacks that are going on. I I feel like we're already there, bro. We've been at war since I was like twelve years old. We started with Desert Storm when George Bush Senior was in the White House. <laughs> Then look what happened. We went from George Bush Sr. Then we didn't have a Bush for eight years. Clinton. Then Bush came back. And what yeah. happened when he came back? When 9-11. Straight back to war with the Middle East over oil. We right back in the war in the Middle East to over get revenge. Oil. His father taking the L the first time to Saddam. The same shit's going on, on with oil now, though. I mean, if you think about it like this, like, what what's going on right now? Saudi Arabia is is uh, not giving sending us as much oil. So what are we doing all of a sudden? Now all of a sudden we're we're going to Venezuela and we're trying to build ties with them, even though the shit that's going on there, you know what I mean? We're trying to build you know, because they produce a lot of oil as well. We're not getting as much oil from Saudi Arabia. Well, it doesn't matter. Like if everything so with this BRICS organization being built, like and that's uh Brazil, Russia, India, China, and I can't remember what the S stands for, if it's South Korea, Saudi Arabia, whatever. I'm sorry, I don't remember the S. But those five countries, they're all the highest producing oil countries on the planet. They're oh, going to stop selling everything that's of any consequence to the U.S. It's going to fuck our our whole country, our whole economic structure. Like, And it's already fucked as it stands. It's just going to continually get worse. Why do you think the U.S. is pushing electric cars so heavy? <laughs> I, I don't know. You know, think about it. No, it doesn't, it really doesn't make like, a lot of sense. That doesn't do make that. sense in itself because yeah, I know the I'm mining, the mining for the lithium is is also no that's one of the things that these all, the the BRICS nations they get all the lithium from those countries too. So no shit. Like, yeah, it's like we're not going to be able to get that either. We're not going to have. Fucking battery powered anything. Well, one, of the, one of the things too, man, is like these microchips that they use. They come from a lot of them come from China and shit. And they're already saying that our infrastructure can't handle that. Well, it would take ten years. It would take ten years for us to start producing those microchips ourselves. Well, I know that. I don't know if you guys remember when China was pushing up on Taiwan. Taiwan. What do you mean when they still are? I know. Well. When when it first began, I mean, yeah. But they're doing that because Taiwan is the world's leading producer of those microchips. I just China wants to control that outright. You know what's crazy, dude? No bullshit. That I've been saying lately, TikTok's about to go. Everybody's about to lose TikTok. Yeah, they're trying to ban that shit. Yeah, well, they want to ban it because China. Hold on, let him finish. Once the war gives them a good enough reason, (laughs) once we're officially at war with China, TikTok's gone. Oh yeah, because China owns it. Yeah, it's, it's gone. Not, it's only, gone. not only that, dude, but they, it's been proven. Like, if you fact check a lot of the news that you find on TikTok, a lot of mm-hmm. it's factual. You know what I mean? So they they don't want that shit. They don't want us knowing the truth about shit. 
And a lot of shit on TikTok is real. That's why cats like me can get a following on TikTok. And I ain't been able to build up a following on Instagram, on Twitter, on Facebook, on none of it. Why? Because I'm I'm being banned from, I'm not stupid. I know how this shit goes. I speak honestly, and they don't want somebody like me getting a soapbox because, believe me, the masses will look, look at something like that and follow behind it because they can agree with a lot of the shit I'm saying, man. It's bullshit. Lord. What's up, buddy? We are a top 50 podcast in the United States right now. That's crazy. Okay? I that. no, no, hear me out. Top 50 in the United States right now on Spotify and all the charts. You can look it up. We only have, I, I can't get more than fucking 9,000 views on a video on TikTok. My Instagram doesn't get built up. My Twitter don't get built up. That's the great. group's only at 350. But we're in the top 50 in the United States on fucking chartable. So you tell me they're not censoring people like us. They definitely are. They don't want it out there. That's, That's the what I'm saying, bro. Like, come on now. Like, I, I can see, like, I gained 3,000 followers in one night last and, night. And we're rated higher Listen than 50 in China. I have 3,000. Yeah, dude, we're really, we're, 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 top, 10 we're top 10 in China right now. We're top fucking 50. We're top 30 in Australia. That's crazy. But the fact of the matter is, our social media following is not shit. But I can tell you this. When I look at Chartable, I got 3,000. We, me and you at 3,000 followers in one night. <laughs> you need to start plugging your social medias more during your podcast, probably. You should have it probably up on right. the bottom of the screen or have a sign up on the wall that says your social media is on it. Like, for instance, Gio, right to your left where your bottle is, right? And right to your right, Bobby, where that empty space is, put a sign there like you would have on the desk. You know what I'm saying? Right you have all your social media right on it. So it's right at the bottom of the screen all the time. Yeah. Put it right yeah. at the bottom of the screen. You'll have all your social and keep plugging those signs. Because yeah, I've been noticing, I've been getting people to follow me on other social media platforms just by plugging them myself. What where uh-huh. my big following's at? So you got to be able to cross over like that. You should definitely put them up there. Yeah, you're probably right, man. Good I advice. Mean, I don't feel like and you can even do like a giant race board for the middle, and whoever you have on as a host, you just write their shit on there real quick. Boom, boom, yeah. boom. You know what I'm yeah, saying? Man, it, you guys just be permanent, and then have we started their, this podcast work. Just we, and, and I think we still have the the understanding between each other. Like we literally do this to have fun. We don't do this to yeah. to. I don't. You know what I mean? Like I, it's grown into something that I can't believe it's grown into. Right. As quick as it is. I mean, we just got. We're working on another sponsor right now. We're getting we ready to be sponsored by like, BetterHelp in October. No, we started this in last March. We've been doing this for almost a year. Hell yeah. Be smart with the sponsors. Get a bunch of sponsors. You can have all kinds of shit. I already told my lady, I said, I'll know when I make it when I get the Manscaped deal. Straight up. (laughs) Bro, that beard beard you got is on point. Yeah, people tell me, oh, put oils in there and shit like that. Nah, fuck that. Fuck that, man. All natural. I need beard oil. My father required it. Otherwise, I couldn't get in the bar with him. Maybe not this long, but I had a full beard at like 13, 14. I was in bars with my father. 16. Yeah. I used to always drop the tin strap because I could never grow a full beard because my shit was patchy. Now it probably well, it took me 25 it. years to be able to connect my mustache to my fucking. <laughs> oh my god, I've literally got the same issue. That's my. It didn't happen to my way, that's what I wanted my whole fucking life was just for it to connect. 
Yo, bro, literally, like, it didn't happen until like 34, 35. How old are you, Jill? I'll be 37 in April, and I swear my kid yeah, just got there. Literally, got like, in the, in the past, like, five months, it just started. What did you do? Did just I not pinpoint that almost to the exact well, it, was, it was before that. I'm just saying, how do you feel, though? I mean, I feel good. Is it not I helping feel better you? What the fuck? I was so happy when I woke up and noticed it's it. Connected. Normal. And for like, like two years, it's That's worse for white point. people, Geo. For two years, my shit yes, was blonde. It, it didn't even turn red yet. I couldn't even see it. <laughs> Bro, I got it's so much goddamn gray hair pictures. in my beard right now. It's ridiculous, dude. Like, my, if, you look, if you look at my beard, dude, it's gray as fuck. But you know what? My wife's always like, you put some fucking, uh, what is that shit, man? Um, what is that Just shit called? Man. Just from there, she put some of the color, and I'm like, fuck that. I earned this gray hair. I'm not doing that it, shit either. I think gray hair makes you look the same. I'm not. All the shit that I fucking, yeah. all this gray hair I have, I earned that shit. Gray well, I blame a few of them on my wife and kids. I mean, a couple of them are mine, but the, most of these motherfuckers belong to the family. Yeah. Uh-huh. yeah. That's when a fucking you, fact. Gatekeeper, when are you going to come down to Kentucky and kick it with us in the den, bro? Dude, I would love to, to be honest, man. I just got to get my shit together. I was thinking about planning a hip-hop tour, trying to book a bunch of shows at, like, local venues and shit like that all over the country. And I was thinking about calling it the Couch Surfing Tour and then pulling right. up and crashing on motherfuckers' couches throughout the whole country and zigzag Bro, back. Mike, I got well, look, we're, we're, based, we're got, based in northern Kentucky, right there by Cincinnati, so that's right there in the Midwest. So you got a lot of spots where you can hit. So. Did you see what I want to do? I want to actually buy a fucking teepee and throw it on top of my shit and travel all over the country and set it up <laughs> on my teepee? I want to set it hey, up. Man, on I'm down. I'm with it, bro. And I'm, I'm having it. a fire. Yep, and I'm having a fire. By the time you get the ticket for me being on your lawn, I'll be in on another state. Fuck around. <laughs> <laughs> yep, I'll be in another state. You have to mail them to the P.O. box, and I'm still not right. paying them until they triple. Fuck them, dude. Yeah. Well, they, you know, I'm I'm bankrupt. Bankrupt. Your ass, dude. You know what's Darn. fucked up, man? You know, and I'll be honest with you, the government gets their revenue, okay? So I filed my state income taxes, man. They, these motherfuckers told me your refund's getting offset. I'm like, what? Why is my refund getting offset? I call them up today. This happened today. I call them and they're like, you owe us $17 from 2018. 17 fucking dollars? What? So they're taking your whole refund for 17 bucks? They're going to delay that shit for like three months because it's $17. Like they get oh, their money, bro. Crazy. They get their money. They don't I'll play. give you 17 right now. Try to pay like, for I'll it. give it to you out of my pocket. Come what, get it. That's what I said. Like, can I charge it? Get it. I said, can that's I charge crazy. it? <laughs> I would never have that. I would never $17, have that. $17, bro. They don't play. Have you noticed that as the podcast is going on, that Bobby's become more and more saucy? <laughs> it happens. Oh, my God. Watch our podcast. The more I call it entering the void. I call it entering the void. Bobby goes to the void. It has its own fucking name and everything. I love it. Yeah, <laughs> we have. Yeah, we we, we got to get the graphic when he gets there where you could hit something where it's like entering the void and it flies across the screen. It should be a picture of a black. I'm writing that. Bro, down. that's a great idea. The gatekeeper's the man. We should put up a thing right here, a sign that says that it hit it and it says void active. <laughs> Yeah, boy, that could be a picture of a black hole from the movie yes. uh, Interstellar. Yes, yes, I love it. I love it. Hey, listen, you gotta right? get the fucking. I'm telling you, the desktop science for your social media is. I'm telling you right now, bro. We should probably look into that, man. No, just buy a Scrabble game and spell them bitches out on Scrabble things and put them right there. <laughs> we did. We just signed on with BetterHelp. Um, oh shit, that's good to have that sponsorship, bro. What the fuck? 
Yeah, man, they just signed us. So we were actually, we were, before we got on with you, man, we're working on the script. Yeah, we're praying for the script so we can do the video for the, for the sponsorship. Yeah. Yeah. It's turning into some crazy shit, man. But man, Lurch, you got to come down here, bro. We got to get you in the den, bro. I want you sitting right in this motherfucker (laughs) sipping on some fucking whiskey with me, bro. I don't hardly ever drink. You definitely got to drive me back to the hotel room. Fuck it is what it is. We'll get you a little you drink. Stay at the hotel. We'll call an Uber. Got we'll a Tennessee and try to get you my way out. Get you to fit some. Get you to fit a couple bars yeah. for it. Yeah, hell yeah, we could have a good time. I wouldn't mind doing something like that. Yeah, man. It's definitely Come gonna down. be in the better weather though, because I'm not coming down there if it's fucking brick outside. I know that. <laughs> <laughs> telling you that yeah, right now. Midwest cold will get you. I mean, shit. Up in Rhode Island, y'all get cold as fuck too. Hell yeah, that's why I'm not coming until the summertime. I'm bringing up the bro. We're gonna shoot the from a fucking lake or a river or something. Fucking Keep up informed though. Like if you do end up hitting up any kind of like, like couch surfing tour or whatever you I'm trying to do something. It's a great idea. idea. I do too. It is a great idea. Like you know what I'm saying? Like something something a little bit more like we might even be willing to jump in as a sponsor on that. I mean, we, me and Drew would have to talk about it, but I mean, yeah, yeah, know. we some. I'm trying to get it all figured out and shit because I just want it to be done right if we're gonna do it and have it something be tangible. I don't like to pipe dream and fucking talk shit and not have it come to fruition. Think about it like this, though, man. Like you, you can't perfect it. It's gotta be just you doing it. Yeah, and then I thought about also setting something up with War Rack and making it a whole tour. Like the gatekeeper of Warwick, Rhode Island, Storms, whatever. You know what I mean? Whatever state we go to, we come out to you Kentucky. You, know them kids, right? Kentucky. you know what I mean? And that's you how I want to do You it. said you know them kids, right? Yeah, hell yeah. That's how I know Have I can them hit me up, man. I'll get them on here. We'll promote it on here. Hell yeah. That'd be dope as hell. I got to talk to Billy about that. Hell yeah. 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 Let me know, bro. I'll Billy mean, hit you up. I'll fucking share your Facebook information because he does everything through Messenger and Facebook. You know how okay. them young kids are. Oh, yeah, yeah, man, do that. Do that for real. I want to get you down here in person, man. I want to meet you in person, dude. You seem like a cool like that. I appreciate the love, brother. Salute. Hell yeah. Hell yeah, right, man. Bobby, you're going to have to close my portion of this out in a second. I got till 6 o'clock, bud. No, we're good. We'll wrap it up, bro. We're good. Yeah, we're, yeah. Uh, I appreciate it. I would love to come out to Kentucky, bro. And I, was, I know it's going to sound crazy because I'm not from Kentucky, but it's fried chicken a thing out there. Like, yeah, yeah, it is, bro. <laughs> what? Yeah. I'm just saying, yeah. other than like Colonel Sanders shit, like fried chicken, like yeah. this. Yeah. Fried we got chicken. Recipe, we got fucking uh, what's the McCluckin? We got fucking uh, Guthrie's. Guthrie's. We got. I want real shit. Guthrie's. I don't want chicken fried chicken. I want some shit that's like in a shack bro, somewhere. I'm where Richie's. Listen, bro. Richie's. I'm looking at you in the eye right now. You come down here, and I'm gonna treat you the best chicken you've ever had in your life from several different places. Yeah, that's what I'm talking I'll about. I'll cater that for at least 72 hours so I can properly digest this bro, chicken. Look, you'll I'll get one of the best fried chicken you have from a fucking grocery store, bro. I'll cater it. That's how I got them, dude. We're going to do this, man. We're going to do but, this. Dude, I'm going to pull something together and figure out I'll something. I'll fucking Ramkees and get you some fried chicken and you'll be fucking mind blown. You'll just be like, what the fuck is yeah. from a grocery store? Yeah. Like, yeah. Yes. Like, cook fresh. Yeah. Like, like, like. From the deli, you can get it, and they cook it, and you can eat all it right, right there. All right, let's stop talking about chicken. You're making me hungry. So we yeah, got... Um, me too. I'm fucking starving now. Thanks for that. Let's, <laughs> hey, let's wrap this up. Uh, Gatekeeper, how can people get a hold of you, brother? Okay, check it out on Instagram and Twitter. It's at Lurchums, L-U-R-C-H-U-M-S. On TikTok, it's at the Gatekeeper, the King of R.I. 
the gatekeeper, uh-huh. the MRI. Uh-huh. And I also have my store, shameless plug, thegatekeeperstore.com, thegatekeeperstore.com. And on Facebook, you can find me at, at Lurchums with a Z on the end instead of an S because somebody was hating. And that's basically <laughs> what They always are, brother. Yeah, well, hell yeah. um, what I'll do is I'll put all your social media links in the show notes. We'll get that Probably going. Good. Gio, what's your final thoughts, brother? Fuck, man. <clears throat> We've been all over the place with this episode, but it's just like, this fuck. Good. Keep it real. For all of the musicians out there, speak Always. what you know. Stay true to your roots. Give back to where you came from. Don't forget who you are. Always. Yep. Oh, yeah. And hopefully, uh, Lurch, if I send you the video of me dancing without no music, dude, you better share that shit. Oh, I'm putting it all over the TikTok. <laughs> sure. Hell I'm yeah, dude. Because he was dancing really. to your music. Oh my god, yeah, just, nobody will ever know it, but we're gonna see him dance. That's <laughs> <laughs> fucking funny. All right, fellas, All right, I appreciate brother. y'all having me through here. Shout out to the Mind of the Alpha podcast that your homeboy Lurchums, the gatekeeper, the motherfucking mm-hmm. Rhode Island. Uh huh. Shout out to the gatekeeper out there in RI. Right. Keep it real. All right, All right brother. We'll I'll talk to you soon, brother. man. All right, bro. Be good. All right, later. I love that. Not sure.